0: Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: There is a judgment. the coming storm. Amen. While you have breath, you have a choice to make in life. Turn away from all your sin and believe on the risen Christ. the only shelter from the coming storm.
2: Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. So this morning I was in that in-between place where you're not asleep and you're not awake. And I found myself in this beautiful, beautiful place. I I, I can barely describe the beauty, the light, the peace, the joy. It was just a wonderful, wonderful place to be. And then a voice spoke. And the voice said, nascent evil, nascent evil. And suddenly, like a heavy, thick, dark cloud just came down on me. The bright light went away. The joy was taken from my heart. Something evil had happened. And I was now wide awake. And I began to say this phrase over and over so I wouldn't forget it. Nascent evil. Nascent evil. Well, when I finally really woke up, Twyla checked on her cell phone and just Googled the term, nascent evil. We discovered it is a, a medical term sometimes, a diagnostic term sometimes, not necessarily a negative term, nascent. Not necessarily a. A negative term. But rather a a, a diagnostic term. Uh, nascent. Uh, Schizophrenia, uh, nascent cancer. Well, what's it mean? It means the onset of that schizophrenia or the onset of that cancer. So the voice spoke nascent evil, meaning the onset of evil. And then I I saw and I felt and I knew what that evil was. It was it was sin, it was wickedness, it was the destruction of everything that I loved. I continued to think and pray about that today. And part of what became very plain to me. Some of you have said to me. Pastor, you've got to go to a doctor. You've got to, you've got to take care of yourself physically. You, you can't walk. Why haven't you done that? Well, very simply, I've been on the other side. I've tasted heaven. I've tasted a place of such purity and such light and such glory. That that's all my heart will accept. I will not accept nascent evil in my life, and I have. I'm not you know, let's let's say it straight. I have accepted nascent evil in my life, and it was miserable. And I don't expect to accept it again in any way, ever. I'm done. I'm finished with the world, the flesh, and the devil. I've done it. I'm out of it. I've been taken to a place of glory. So today, I still live in this place of brokenness. I still live in the world of wickedness. He said you'll be in the world, but not of the world so I have to wait for Jesus to make the decision about when my time here is finished. But I can tell you now, my trust is in the Lord. My trust is in Jesus. And I am so happy And confident. Do you still have pain? Yes, I do. Still have a hard time sleeping? Mm, Yeah, I do. But you're happy? Happier than I've ever been in my life. A heart full of, wow, I'm being carried along by Jesus. That's such an awesome thing. Let's go back to the story that we started yesterday. King David, in the lust of his heart, sees a beautiful woman over the edge of his palace wall. Now, he's not supposed to be there. He's supposed to be where God directed him to be, which is leading the armies of Israel. But he doesn't want to lead. He's getting a little fat and a little lazy, and he doesn't want to lead the army. So he stays home. And he looks over the edge and he sees a woman doing the purification rites. And he calls for it. He was baited by the devil and he took the bait. The problem is he didn't just stop there. He had his frolic with Bathsheba, this beautiful young woman. And she reports, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Okay. Now he has another problem. He tries to resolve that problem with dishonesty. And finally has Uriah the Hittite murdered. This is as ugly and as evil... As any man has ever been. Not just one man murdered, but multiple men are murdered, all to protect himself. And he thinks he's gotten away with it until the prophet of God shows up. And Nathan says, You are the man. And he thinks he's going to die. He deserved to die. The Lord spares his life. And now we come to Psalm 51. We focused on this yesterday, and you're welcome to go back and listen to yesterday's broadcast. I'm going to focus today on the second half. Have mercy on me, O God. That is, look at my mess and look at my evil and look at how broken I am. Come and breathe on me. Moan over me. Groan over my sin for me. And then according to your unfeeling love, according to your great compassion, will you do something to help me? Will you blot out my transgression? Wash away my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. In other words, this wasn't just a one-time sin, Jesus. I have go-to places where I go where it's sinful for me. may not be sexual. But it's sinful. It's participating in that dark underbelly of wickedness that now envelops the whole world. He pleads to be cleansed. What he doesn't know probably is it the only thing that can cleanse him is God's blood shed on Calvary. This is serious business. Now, I don't want to offend you, but most of you who listen to this broadcast are just way too casual about sin and about the darkness of this world because you've learned to cope you put a human being in almost any circumstances and he will he will learn to cope. Put him in the gulag. Put him in prison. Almost anywhere you put a human person, he will find a way to just get by. And many of you are just getting by in your sin. And there's a darkness that envelops you shows up on some of you in ugly tattoos and and ugly piercings of your skin. It shows that there's a pain in your heart and you express that physically or or with sinful relationships or with crime. But it's painful. It's this It's this nascent evil that has come upon us. Now he says, verse 7, Psalm 51, verse 7, Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. In other words, I'm just going to stand with my hands up. Use that hyssop all over me. Hyssop is a, a kind of a, a plant, a, a long stringy plant. It's used for scrubbing something. He's saying, cleanse me with hyssop and I'll be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Let, let me hear the joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Rejoice. I'm rejoicing this morning, even though the bones that are crushed are still crushed. But I'm rejoicing in the midst of that crushing because I know my Savior and I've been to the other side. You See, once you've been to the other side with Jesus, I don't know how anybody could ever turn away from Jesus. Oh, my child died. My wife died. He hasn't taken care of. Oh, yes, he has. He has eternity to take care of you. Are you so small and so bitter? Are you so darkened by that cloud of bitterness and anger that you can't turn and enter into the joy of Jesus even though you've lost your child or your wife or your husband. I know this. I lost my precious Jan from cancer. And I said, how can I ever trust God again? It took me some time to work my way through that. But finally, what I came out with was, how could I not trust Jesus He's everything. He's my future. He's everything to me. Why should I lose my precious wife and then lose myself in heaven? That'd be dumb, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be dumb. I didn't do it. It took me time to come to understand what I'm saying to you. But it finally dawned on me. That this God that we're dealing with, the Lord who healeth thee. He's not just the Lord back then. He's the Lord now too. He's the Lord right now for your life. He's the Lord to heal your heart. He's here to to heal these crushed bones, and he will. And I'm so looking forward to the day when I can announce that and I can rejoice and you can rejoice with me in knowing that divine healing is a part of the atoning blood of Jesus. But then we come to this passage. Create in me a pure heart, O oh God. Create in me a pure heart, O oh God. When I was a boy, we would have prayer. As a family, every morning and every night. Morning and evening worship for our family. Before we headed off for school, we had to have time for our family together to pray. Had to meet the school bus at 7 a.m. So it was an early time. And then before we go to bed at night, the family would gather. And we would have a time of worship and prayer. My dad always prayed this prayer. Create in me a pure heart. Oh God. What's he saying? He's asked to be cleansed. He's asked for his sins to be blotted out. He's asked for this dark cloud of of ugliness that so depresses and so tempts and so controls, he's saying, Cleanse me. Don't cast me from your presence. Create in me a pure heart. Create in me a, a new heart. Prepare me. Or create in me a heart that can see the portals of heaven. Where I can enter into the glory of eternal life with Jesus Christ. This is something that must be created in us. It's not something I can create. It's something that Jesus creates. And it's this walking into repentance that begins me walking down this pathway where now everything that is touched by the Holy Spirit. Okay, turn your TV off. Okay, turn your TV off. How many times does God have to say that before you turn it off? Stop watching the vampire movies and you refuse and you refuse and you refuse and then suddenly you're struck and you're stricken with sickness and your very life is at risk now do you turn off the vampire movies now do you believe that god will come with his firm discipline in your life and say turn those vampire movies off. God is serious. Sometimes people will turn them off and then they'll turn to reading the novels. And so he'll say, throw the novels away. I was for many years an avid reader of, of old Westerns. The Lord said to me one day, I want you to take all of those Westerns and put them in a garbage bag. And I hear the garbage man coming down the street, take those that whole bag full, a big bag, all you could carry, Take that bag down and throw it personally into the garbage truck. Don't let the garbage man throw it away. You throw it away. Louis L'Amour, many hardback editions, and some of the older classic Western writers. The Lord said, you're done with novels, right? Right? What is a novel? A lie. That's the definition of the word novel. A lie. You're done with lies, right? You want the truth, not lies. Whoa. And then he said, turn the TV off. And finally the day came when he said, take that large screen, $1,000 plus Sony and put it in the garbage. And I did it. He's done that with many things with me. Has he spoken to you about what he wants you to do? To cut off a certain activity? To cut off a certain entertainment? To cut off a certain habit? Have you done it? The plea of David was, "Create in me a new heart, a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me." This is Holy Spirit work. This is this is not easy stuff. What does God need to? restore in you in terms of a steadfast spirit that you will not go back to your sin of choice when it's done it's done and the holy spirit is saying okay i've been talking to you about that now either do it or i'm going to bring discipline into your life David understands, he begins to plead, Do not cast me from your presence. Or take your Holy Spirit from me. The cry of my heart has been, Lord, don't cast me out. Don't cast me out of your presence, O God. Instead, create in me a pure heart. Oh, God, create in me a pure heart. Because I don't want this nascent evil that has come upon the world. I want it gone. And there's only one place where that can take place. And that is at the cross of Jesus Christ. There Satan was defeated and he was cast out. The only way Satan can still have any ground upon which to stand is ground in your life that you give him. He has been taken down. He has been defeated, roundly defeated, forever defeated. Now he will go to judgment. And all of those who side with him will also go to judgment. So if you want to keep those things that the Holy Spirit tells you to stop playing with. You will go to judgment. I don't want you to go to judgment. That's why this broadcast is here. It is to call you out into the glorious light of Jesus Christ where there is love and joy and peace, where there is prosperity, where everything comes from the hand of Jesus and you can trust him, you can walk with him, you can rejoice with him. It doesn't matter. Come on. Come on, come on. I'm saying this to you while I'm sitting in a chair that I can barely sit in because it's so painful with a broken hip, shattered hip. You see, there's no connection between the pain I have to suffer and the joy that fills my heart because my joy flows out of Jesus Christ. This pain that I'm suffering just flows out of a broken body in a sinful world, and I don't buy it. I'm done with it. And I rejoice in being a follower of Jesus Christ. He has my, he has my love. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. This is the most terrifying part of this entire psalm to me. Because he's saying that he once had the joy of God's salvation. And now he no longer has the joy of God's salvation. And now he's trying to regain that place that he has lost. Some of you have lost your place with Jesus. You didn't throw it away. You just kind of let it drift away. You were once on fire for Jesus. You once had this love that I'm speaking about. You once dwelt in the light of God. And now you dwell in the shadow land of the demonic. You don't have to stay there. You can come out of the shadow land and you can enter into the joy of your salvation. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day he offers it to you again. Hebrews 3rd and 4th chapters. Today is the day of salvation. Grant me a willing spirit. To sustain me. Don't lose the willingness. Regardless of the pain. Don't lose the willingness. Regardless of the. Backbiting. Regardless of what people say. As they laugh at you for trusting in the almighty God. Who created heaven and earth. Who would you rather trust in? Some little mechanic somewhere or the one who created the whole thing well my trust is in Jesus he created this I'm going to wait for him then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you that's why I'm doing this broadcast to teach you as a transgressor Of the word of the living God. The ways of God. The path of God. And if you're a sinner today, I want you to turn back to Jesus. I want you to repent. I want you to get started on this road back to Jesus. Now he gets very, very real. He says, Save me from blood guilt, O God. Blood guilt is when you take the life of another and then your life is to be required for that murder. And he's saying, Save me from blood guilt, O God. The God who saves me, and my tongue will sing your righteousness. O oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your, your praise. I don't mean to offend any of you. But some of you will not open your mouth and praise. Because you still haven't taken the final vote on whom you will belong to for eternity. You still have not made the final decision that you will cut everything and let it go and go after Jesus Christ. You still have things in this world that you love. You still have games that you love. You still have foolishness that you want to pursue. Yes, pursuing money is foolishness. you still are unwilling to give it all up for heaven and home in Jesus Christ. I'm urging you today, cut it loose. I've cut it all loose. (laughs) I've cut it all loose. And my heart is filled with joy. And my... My life is filled with rest and confidence in Jesus Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. I've gone through the death. And now I'm on the other side. And my heart is filled with joy because now, in spite of my living in a world with nascent evil, I live in a world of light. That the scriptures are full of light. I feel a, I live in the light of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to obey his commands. I've sacrificed everything to follow after Jesus. I'm not going to turn back. Now, some of you don't understand this and you you think I'm just hyperbole and I'm a little touched by the pain. Somebody said to me, oh, he's just hurting. He has physical pain. No, I'm saying exactly what I mean. There is no religion on the face of the earth That can do this for a man. Only Jesus can do that. I don't like religion. I don't like its formalism. I don't like its rituals. I want Jesus. Listen to this. This is Romans 6. Are you ignorant that as many as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? There's no way you can avoid this. Jesus said this at the very beginning of his ministry. If you want to follow me, deny yourself. That is, deny the world any authority over you. Take up your cross And follow me. Where? To Golgotha, where you're crucified, where you die. What do you die to? You die to lust. All sin, all darkness, flows from lust. Lust is that I must have that. I must get this. This will make me important. I can be somebody. I deserve this. All sin, all sin flows from lust. Ugly. Ugly. Lust is ugly. There's nothing beautiful about it. Oh, it feels beautiful because, as I said yesterday, James says the devil comes and puts out bait and that begins to stir us up in the wicked part of our lust. And then we have to have it and then we reach out and the end it brings death. Every sin flows from our own heart out of our own lust. He says, really, we were buried together with him by means of the baptism into the death, that just as Christ was raised out from among dead men by the glory of the Father, so also we may walk around in newness of life. Do you want that newness of life? It's there for you. But it's going to require that you die to your lust. Yes. I mean it. It's going to mean you have to die to all lust. There is nothing righteous in lust. Lust is, I'm going to consume you. Jesus Christ, I'm going to sacrifice for you. Lust is about consuming. Righteousness is about giving for others. That's what this broadcast is about being crucified with Christ. Are you willing? Because beyond that crucifixion, there is a resurrection. And that resurrection holds life eternal. So also, you must think yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but living for God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Therefore, the sin must not reign in your mortal body. Let me put it another way. Therefore, the lust must not reign in your mortal body to obey it in the lust of it. And you must not yield your your members as instruments of unrighteousness to the sin, but once and for all yield yourselves to God as living out from among the spiritually dead men and yield your members as instruments of righteousness for God. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under law but under grace. Grace is not a cover for sin. Grace is a cleansing by the blood of Jesus Christ from all sin. It's not a game. It's not a make-believe deal. This is for real, and you must recognize it is for real. I want to read one more passage for you. What shall they, What then shall we say? Sin even once hereafter? Now some of you, I don't know if you caught that. Some of you say, well, it's not possible to live without sin. Oh, yes, it is. And if you're going to go to heaven, you're going to have to live without sin because now what drives your activities, what drives your emotions... It's no longer lust. It's love. It's love. Do you not know that to whom you yield yourselves as servants to obey, your are servants to whom you obey, whether sin or lust in death or obedience in innocence, righteousness, But thanks be to God, because you used to be servants of sin, but you obeyed out from a heart, a standard of teaching unto which you were delivered. And having been freed from sin, you were made servants with reference to righteousness. Now, if you go just a little earlier in this book, it talks about Absolutely living, knowing that sin was destroyed in you. Sin was destroyed in you if you have been crucified with Christ Jesus. That's the truth. But now having been freed from sin and having been made servants for God, you have your fruit in holiness and in the end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. There is no exception, but the gift of grace from God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I hope you've heard what I've said to you today and that you think of yourself today as dead to sin, but alive, living for God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, your word says that our old man was crucified with, with you, Jesus, so that the body of sin may be utterly destroyed, the old man of sin utterly destroyed, the man of lust utterly destroyed if we will but come and confess and repent, you will do it by your precious blood and you will free us from all sin. Lord, I come confident today. I come beseeching you to come forth in mighty power for every person listening to this broadcast. Jesus, would you step out from behind those dark, evil shadows. And would you show my brother and my sister your glorious presence, your glorious blood that washes us and cleanses us. I'm asking today that you would create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me that I would never go back. I plead with you, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Lord, I ask the same thing for every person listening. Could all the games stop today? In every person listening, I'm asking to give to them the gift of repentance. And that you would create in them a pure heart, O God. And that as you come with your precious blood, release it to do its work in their hearts. I ask, Lord, that you would shelter my precious wife and myself and the National Prayer Chapel and that you would do the same for everyone in Washington, D.C. and in the metro area and across this nation who hungrily is searching for you, Jesus. Would you shelter us by the blood, Jesus, that you shed on Calvary? Lord, would you not let the devil have his way over us? Would you utterly rebuke him and expose him for the charlatan he is would you come jesus now in mighty power with healing for the sick lord i know that there are people listening to this broadcast right now who desperately need you to come and touch them with with healing power i release now the healing power of jesus over every listener i ask you lord that you would come With power, healing, restoring, giving a pure heart, calling men and women after yourself. Give them the gift of tears, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your mercy to me. Thank you, Jesus. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Lord who said, I am the Lord who healeth thee. You are the Lord who created heaven and earth. And you are the Lord who died on Calvary's tree. I praise you and worship you. I honor you today, Jesus. In your mighty name. Amen you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I hope you've heard the message. No, I mean I hope you've heard it with your heart and that you'll enter into that repentance that is the pathway into the heart of Jesus. I'm grateful to several who send in offerings. I trust Jesus for this financial burden of the radio. You can write to me at Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, that's Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Whitbridge, Virginia. 22195. I also invite you to go to our webpage, National Prayer Chapel. nationalprayerchapel.com we're a small house church go to the webpage nationalprayerchapel.com you'll find where we meet in Woodbridge, Virginia you're welcome on a Sunday morning just to, to come come and see if this is where Jesus is calling you if you've listened to any of the messages you know I'm about Jesus and only about Jesus and living in Jesus and abiding in him and being changed by him and being transformed by him, being prepared for heaven by him. Well, my brother and sister, I hope you've enjoyed today. Lord Jesus, as we close out this broadcast today, I'm just really plain and clear in my heart and my mind that you're calling many who are listening to walk in righteousness and to enter fully into salvation and grace, to live and walk and breathe the air of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. God bless you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.